0: Just before we get started on this episode of The Great Cast, I'd like to inform you of the services I can offer you outside of entertainment. Grey Mania Fitness offers online coaching and one-to-one personal training at competitive rates, mostly suited towards those who are interested in the pursuit of powerlifting, sport performance, general fitness and weight loss. Get in contact via Instagram or Facebook, that's Grey Mania Fitness, and let the gains run wild on you, brother.
1: Have you ever wondered what an Olympian experience is throughout their career? The highs of seeing your dream come to life, and the lows of a career plagued with injury? Or have you ever wondered what it's like to be in the political limelight in today's polarised world? Hashtag, it's okay not to be okay. It's something you've heard a lot recently, but have you ever wondered what it's really like to overcome severe depression whilst flying high in your career? And how someone can take that experience in order to help others to do the same? Listen to some of Scotland's most unique individuals and their stories on Who's Next with Stephen and Paul, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Right, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Grey Mania Fitness Podcast. Brought to you by Mr Chris Gray How is everyone today? I've been joined by a special guest here My very close personal friend And also another strength coach Mr Mike Morris of Prodigy Prodigy? Strength Coaching Yes, hello That's the hat. How are you today, sir? Hi
1: I am um, alive and surviving And doing the things
0: Beautiful Absolutely beautiful So pretty much how we're going to start this Is just Tell me how you got started in this. How did you end up becoming a, how would you say, professional? Well, not well, professional, yeah, powerlifter and... Well, not professional, powerlifter, but making a name at yourself in, in the powerlifting industry or seen in Scotland and also... Well, yeah, we can just uh, list off some of your accolades there before we get started as well.
1: Yeah, so... Um Entered my first powerlifting competition 14 weeks out from 2015 Scottish Juniors Yeah uh, Went into that Expecting to At least be close to breaking the 66 kilo Records Got the deadlift record with a 200 Got the total with a
0: f- That's been smashed now eh, For 66 <laughs> Absolutely yeah. So that's been rip-roared for that Even uh, you've got 240 in the last one it? Right? 245 245 out yeah. of 74 though mind you But um, Continue, sir.
1: Yeah, next competition after that, it was broken by buddy Omar Khan. Um, I got to watch it and then I failed the same attempt. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, so I then took the the total record on, at that competition as well. So, like, yeah. highlight of my life at that point. Holy shit. So, um, went on to that, became... Um, the 2016 Scottish champion because the other two guys got injured and didn't turn up
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the best way of the a technicality I'll never complain I remember I entered a jiu-jitsu competition and I came third out of three people and still got a medal even um, though I got strangle barred and didn't do <laughs> a
1: fucking thing it was great I joked before the competition like so I could just come in lift the bar and leave and be a Scottish champion and no you're not allowed token lifts like well maybe I'm injured too <laughs> Um I to, to compete. After that, um, I got properly serious. I bought a belt, bought knee sleeves. Um, so it wasn't until my fourth competition I actually bought any kind of equipment.
0: Yeah, you were the powerlifting version of a vegan. Aye. Um, people
1: just didn't understand why I didn't want to wear a belt or knee sleeves or because it's <laughs> cheating. It's not. Really just it's not changing. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I didn't want to spend money. Usually. True, actually, it's well, there. Like people underestimate like how expensive powerlifting can be <coughs> so a lot of the time when people ask me like oh they want to get involved in it, but if you want to you need to buy a singlet if you want to wear a belt you have to have an IPF approved belt yeah. same with the straps if you want to have different shoes for lifting it'll maximise performance yeah. you need to have something because my thoughts behind it well, initially I didn't
1: want to wear any equipment because I wanted to never have to rely on it yeah that's um, a good point point. The <laughs> and then when I bought it I never stopped wearing it yeah Um, for at least for main lifts <coughs> excuse me so, um why I squatted one seventy just before that classic, um, without any equipment. Yeah. As soon as I put a belt and sleeves on, I was squatting one eighty, I went up to one ninety and failed that. But yeah. probably had one eighty five there. So fifteen kilo just from putting the equipment on. Yeah. Bell a massive thing. Still yeah. my my verdict's still out there on these sleeves to be honest, but and um, there's, de- I think it depends on how tight they are, but there's definitely yeah. a carryover. So I'm finding that with my clients and my, more specifically for myself, um, because I, as I'm running uh, tests for like template programming, yeah, obviously everything gets individual, uh, individualized, individualized, yeah. but I still have to run sort of a template to find out roughly how it might work, yeah. Um, so I'm tend to find that there's about roughly a four percent difference between with a belt uh with sorry with full equipment and um, then take off knee sleeves so it's belt only yeah. then take off the belt so no equipment whatsoever so it's about four percent difference between each yeah well, that makes sense so yeah. uh, for example say you're squatting about 190 you might be 180 and then 170 so it's sort of like roughly like that yeah so about any sort of 100% range 96, 95 and then sort of 90 to 92% yeah.
0: range. It's always just a bit spooky with the IVF <clears throat> rules forever changing but now they can actually ask you to remove your knee sleeves and put them back on. Yeah. So if you can't do that and apparently like they can be a bit sketchy as well as if like, you're struggling to put them on. Yeah. So but, like, you probably need another means to get them on to meld them into the knees.
1: Yeah. I mean I always slide them up over my
0: socks and um, I mean, but that's fine, we were talking about people that are uh, using like plastic bags and aye. air dryers and then people actually getting other people to put their equipment on, which is just wholly illegal in the actual yeah. sport itself.
1: I've got a story about that I'll get to. Yeah. When
0: but yeah, and I continue with, like, with like, your accolades after. Aye, when we finish with all of that, sounds good
1: on paper shite. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that classic, I got pretty serious down to it and like really just wanted to go for... Records, so i felt i was so close yeah um i was making progress so quickly so from like uh what was it like a 447 total up to a 480 no 455 in the next yeah. competition i just wanted to go back and redeem myself for squats mm-hmm. um <clears throat> then 480 then um into the next competition like well omar took my uh, deadlift record as a junior. Yeah, I'm just gonna go and take a squat record. <laughs> yeah. um, so there was this almost rivalry between us. You
0: do get like that. It makes it. It's still like it's good competitive sense to have somebody that you want to compete against. Yeah. It's always like it's like I spoke about it in the first episode. Like it's good that the community is like um, really, really well root for you. You'll have yeah. the person that's trying to break your record, like beside you, screaming for you to lift it. Except me, I said oh, if you're against my lifter, I get fuck. I hope you get injured <laughs> <laughs> I hope you dunk the bar I'm like uh, if I want my lifter to go against you I guess me I'd be full supportive but no yeah, I don't think he ever knew there was a rivalry well, I think he was just
1: lifting but it makes him more competitive than that there as well yeah I mean, it was great in my mind so I'd be walking to work visualising my first 180 squat or visualising the weight on my bar yeah on my back every day before as I was walking to work and like this I got so obsessive with it yeah um, and life at that point was actually going reasonably well for me, so it was just so much easier. Yeah, um, so got to that competition, um, broke the squat record. Yeah, although I'll be completely honest, I don't think I hit depth. <laughs> you look at the <laughs> yeah. video, like, um, I'm brutally honest about how I do in competitions. If I don't think I've got it, I'll, well, yeah, I'll we'll, tell you we'll, we'll
0: get to your last deadlift now. As well. You actually <laughs> didn't think you should have got it, but no, I
1: would. Do, I wouldn't have given it to myself. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, got the squat record. Um, placed first overall as a 66 kilo lifter in the country. Um, ranked number 10 on Wilkes. got yeah, a little mad scores, yep. 40, roughly 408 Wilkes I got then. Yeah. Um, decided that I'm going to respect the seasons. I'm going to play it easy through winter and then go a bit harder towards summer. Yeah totally threw that off about a month later and cut down to the 59 kilo weight class I remember um, that actually as well yeah ended up um, I think I probably started on say 2500 calories roughly maintenance yeah by the end of it I was on about 1500 because obviously at this point I'm still trying to learn and figure things out and I really overdid it so it's every week I'd be reducing by you know even just 5 grams of a grain out of every meal, so eating four meals a day, maybe only comes up to about fifty calories per Your meal. Still, if you're changing that uh, every yeah, week, that do that massive. every week, massive. So I ended up um, horribly bulimic for
0: a while afterwards. Yeah, um, that's something we're we'll touching a wee bit there as well. Yeah. But it's something that seems to come up with a lot of people. The There's actually a lot of people I try it. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's. it's
0: stunning how common uh, weight class sports always do it yeah. I had a, a little stint of it as well because when I was cutting down believe it or not to 74 kilos last time I fought like, I was only eating about 1200 calories and training three times a day Yeah. and it uh, was awful but coming off of that and having a if you're in a weight category of sport you have to always think if you're over a certain weight or under a certain weight you're always like, I need to be in this range yeah. even though it's just a stupid number to be fair <coughs> So, um, like I've blown up from
1: weighing in uh, like 65 kilos up to like 72 a
0: week later. Ah, yeah, like ah, yeah. yeah it's I remember when I weighed in 74, I blown to 83 not too long after, about a week or so after it. Yeah. Because my body just like, as a size, if I was really, really lean down, I probably would be sitting around 85 uh, with a fair amount of muscle and that mm-hmm. as well. But that's what I'd eat comfortably. Anything under 80 kilos is just a bit mad for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so after that open
1: where I won best lift and whatnot, I was like highlight everything I didn't go 9 for 9
0: yeah I failed I think going 9 for 9 is a bit overrated can be I think unless you're playing the game to win and you're going against like what you had to do at the the previous classic yeah where you had to aim to go 9 for 9 to to win but you didn't go 9 for 9 and you still won yeah but I didn't I think um, personally and it might just be a bit of a naive opinion by myself I think that 9 for 9 maybe is a bit you're going to, to challenge yourself. If you're a new lift, you might as well try and get a PB in something. Yeah. Um, might as well just go face yourself. If you fail a lift, it's not the end of the world. Yeah.
1: It depends how much you want a big total and yeah. how much you want to just go and enjoy lifting. Um, if you want to absolutely max out, well, you're going to go for the most weight that you think you could possibly do on that day or yeah. on your best day even. So it's not necessarily the best option to dial back five kilos to make sure you get that last attempt Yeah, you, you know you want to feel like okay I didn't get this I maybe could have gotten X less yeah you um, still need
0: to figure a bit of, your, a lot of yourself because I did that with my lifters and we kind of figured the last few like meets where I was like well Aaron especially my lifter Aaron Tate follow on Instagram. No, I am... Um, like, I've realised some of the things about his... Every time he competes, I'm like, I can... You can pick up nuances on what happens. Mm-hmm. I've only had two meets with Sanya and my other lifters, and I'm starting to realise a bit... Like, properly, Pete, she's probably got a bit more in the tank than my previous estimations would be as well. Yeah. Especially the last deadlift, that just flew off the floor. Well, she pulled over 120 and reacted appropriately, may I add? <clears throat> yeah. Um...
1: So yeah, when I decided to cut down to fifty nine, it was in part because like, well, I've just watched Omar cut from seventy fours down to sixty six, yeah, and take the deadlift records Took the total, mm, no, he didn't take the total record, just the deadlift. Um, I figured why not? I could make it down to fifty nine easily enough. Yeah. Um, I'll just take all the records apart from maybe deadlift, which I was nowhere near. Um, and at this point, I was still pulling conventional as well. Yeah. So I went from uh. In training 190 squat, um, my record was 181.5. Yeah. Um, I was still squatting over 180 when I got down to that weight. Yeah. Uh, So, as the story goes, I got down to 62 kilos legitimately. Um, Had a really bad weekend where um, (laughs) me and my ex were spending um, time in a hotel just so she could get away.
0: Oh, is this not when you had like a burrito or something? or did you know like, all the Mexican food
1: uh, no I ate everything oh yeah yeah she, she obviously didn't know about um, the blaming at this point so like she fully encouraged me to just eat whatever yeah and um, at that point like I would sort of just snap in and out almost like snapping in and out of consciousness like, yeah. you'd sort of wake up again like what have I done do
0: you get a bit of panic in that sense and the yeah. actual dread Um,
1: it got so bad like, I could tell you what does and doesn't float in a toilet <laughs> know, the best the best foods to eat, to uh, to purge again, and you know, uh, little tactics to make sure that you can get it all back out Jeez. before you've actually eaten, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So um, yeah, the weekend before the competition, I totally ruined it. I wasn't able to purge, so everything that I ate stuck. Yeah. Um. So I went from sixty two kilos, maybe a little bit less, back up to sixty four. I think it was thinking maybe two weeks out and then over that next week I could not get it back down.
0: Yeah, that'd be a bit <coughs> of a nightmare. Um so I was dying at this point. Right. So I guess to the point with the food that you intake, the how much the sodium would have been offset or how yeah. much the glucose would have been offset as well against yeah. anything that you're needing the mark to actually cut water. Even um just your
1: your body's balance for things, it it just can't cope anymore. Um I'd ruptured my throat god knows how many times. Ugh. Um so, a week out from the competition, I have to cut five kilos. This isn't going to be easy. This isn't going to be fun. I'm going to have to just do whatever methods I need. So, it could have been, you know, fucking bloodletting for all I know. Yeah. For all I knew at that point. So, that's, this is the only competition where I've ever used a sweating method. Yeah. Because I was seriously desperate and to have to go through all of that and not compete there wasn't have been an option. option I I knew, I knew it wasn't the top level or anything but I didn't want to have just wasted all of that effort
0: and again i put you in practice if you ever had to do it at a top level as well there's yeah. no point in doing something but I wouldn't say <clears throat> because that, again it's an adverse thing Like I wouldn't say cutting that much weight is a great idea but there seems to be a, a common denominator in Scottish powerlifting where people yep. don't cut down to a weight class mm-hmm. they just balloon up Yeah, and I just don't see that. I understand like what I done, Aaron's like I've let him stay above a weight class for a year to put on size and to gain hypertrophy, and not really worry about peaking because like gaining muscle over this. I know hypertrophy is always the goal, but for him it was just to to get that and then cut back down. Mm. But I don't see why there's such an adverse reaction to people wanting to cut down a weight class. Yeah, I don't see why there's such a a bit of a pull there when it comes to it because like dropping body fat and getting leaner is going to be a lot healthier as well mm-hmm. in the long term I mean fat doesn't contract but obviously the big boys like, do move big boy weight but yeah. um, that's always strange I always see it so it's it's quite strange one just a bit in the middle between both yeah um, I mean the
1: way I see it is look at your BMI and I know a lot of people will immediately be pissed off with me talking about BMI but uh, regardless, it is a good gauge. Um, for especially
0: general, for a lot of people, like especially general population. Yeah. Anyway, because remember, every time in college, book were told. I think it's always swings and roundabouts, but because um, I can already, like, I already feel like I can predict the next uh, a fitness sort of trendy nutrition thing I'll say after this. But um, with that, I remember getting told like all the time through a like, BMI. Oh no, it's because like, they don't take it to muscle density. But then I'm looking at everybody, and I'm like, none of these people Mm. and here bar a couple are serious trainers that will actually train four or five times a week and lift weights and build an appropriate amount of muscle yeah you're only really looking at the people that are overly muscular would be bodybuilders and some of the top end powerlifters as well but you look at some of the powerlifters that are in the heavy side as well and the cat for how much body weight they're carrying compared to how much muscle they have it can be that yeah. way, so BMI does as a good marker for mm. most things. The yeah. general basis is because you just need to cross the general number of how many people live in the UK between how many people are serious gym goers. Mm-hmm. Then, then you'll go. You'll get a good correlation of what who actually does actually make sense. Yeah. Um. So when you were telling me
1: I need to get a new phone because my current one's a bloody potato.
0: As a fucking potato, you need, um, you need to get one for this century at least. Yeah, well, I've got and a
1: Huawei no P30 Pro or something on the way. Um, but from that Instagram story, that was about BMI. But I'll quickly recap it just now. Martin Boa covered that as well. That's
0: the second shout out he's had on my podcast.
2: Ah,
1: uh, yeah, it was I, my uh story was in response to
0: him. Yeah, it's actually a good one. It goes, yeah. some good stuff. A bit long though, there, Martin. A bit long there, though, sometimes. Yeah,
1: chill it out, mate. <laughs> He's actually
0: coming on next month at some point. Nice one.
1: So um, the idea is basically people didn't evolve to be huge and muscly. They didn't um, evolve to carry lots of extra weight. They need what they need to survive, and that's about it. They need to be able to move. They need to be able to climb, run, all this shit, all your primal movement stuff, but they don't need to be able to pick up a 200 kilo barbell. They don't need to be able to you know, lug around furniture all day um, we've adapted to that. So, uh, particularly with um, the types of diets most people will be accustomed to, um, the normality of what we'll see in the general population isn't necessarily a healthy weight. I had a statistic from yeah, the dark healthy weight. To be honest, yeah. I can't remember what the statistic was, but it was. It may have been something as much as over sixty uh, percent of the world population. Is overweight so if what we see to be normal is overweight of course people are gonna have um backlash when they think of BMI and they think that you no know, that's um that's too light for people but at the same time um <clears throat> human beings just aren't meant to carry that much muscle so to be eight percent body fat at a 25 BMI if you're unfamiliar with BMI uh, between 18 to 25 or, or 20 to 25 depends on the population. Is your healthy range above that overweight well above that obese well below that and you're you know probably on death's doorstep um, you could be a BMI 25 8% body fat lean and just shredded and muscular as fuck and you're still in the healthy range or you could be 40% body fat 25 BMI I mean good luck trying to do that but yeah. you know it doesn't take into account a lot of extra factors most people aren't going to be walking around 8% body fat
0: or 40% yeah it's a gross measure tool it's yeah. not necessarily because I necessarily for my I'm one of the few that doesn't fit really because remember I was down to about 74 kilos and I was on death doorstep I was yeah. sunken cheeks I was pale I was ill <clears> but I was still in an unhealthy BMI yeah so it's, it's mad to consider that but yeah, when you consider the size of my head then you'll see why <laughs> I'm quite broad as well when it comes to that but even when I was down there and I was like a stick thin and I still think I could get thinner back then which was mad I was still on a very very unhealthy BMI and it was still like 26 yeah
1: I mean used in conjunction with other factors like um, I was example in their body fat percentage or um, hip to waist ratio all of these sorts of things BMI on it's own is not particularly great so you know go to your doctor get your blood panel and all that make sure you're healthy especially if you're on the juice especially if you're on juice <laughs> but yeah continue after that so, so yeah um, got down to the 59 class like I spent 6 hours I think it was the night before just spitting it into a cup and lost two more than 2.5 kilos doing it do you wonder how much you can spit out to be fair it's about 400 grams an hour if you want to be <laughs> really, really get into that Yeah. if really. you're going to do this by the way make sure you rinse your mouth out with water as you go Uh, don't do it with mouthwash do not brush your teeth as you're doing it just keep rinsing your mouth out with water don't swallow it spit it out don't backtrack your progress and
0: use ice cubes as a wee
1: nice treat yeah Um, make sure your shower's nice and hot for that cry you're going to have later on (laughs) (laughs) make sure you can Um, but don't be in the shower too long because
0: you might absorb the water yeah
1: so I tried to get like an hour's sleep after that lay in bed could not lay still because of cramp up could not move because of cramp up Eventually, um, got the lift there, broke the squat record uh, with one sixty five on my first attempt. After that, like my my quads couldn't contract anymore. I could not even lower with the bar. Yeah. Um, so fuck the second attempt. The right. third attempt, I was done. Yeah, I, I, I you were in like
0: an early morning flight as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was first.
0: Oh, thing. screw that. So was. I
1: didn't even have two hours to rehydrate or anything like. I was absolutely ruined. Yeah, I
0: think those. I think they need to sort the weigh in process with IPF lifts. To be honest I quite like it quick. Nee. Um I'm not may- a big fan, like I think a lot um, I blame a lot of it for something I, I just think it'd be handled a wee bit better, but again it makes the day extra longer. Yeah. And nobody's getting money from it, so there's no point uh, in the day before.
1: For um weight classes and weigh-ins and things, if you want legitimate champions at legitimate weight classes, yeah. Then there shouldn't be an ability to cut weight. Uh, if you should, you should absolutely suffer for it because you know, I mean, f- fighting and things, it's maybe a little bit different. Although, ten, yeah. I suppose it's the same thing, really. But yeah, you're
0: trying to gain an advantage, but yeah, um, I don't see what again, but it's the same thing I have. Like, I don't see why you should cut like mass amounts of weight, yeah. should just be around your weight class, but mm-hmm. maybe cutting like a little bit and maybe maybe a little bit of a cut to get down yeah. to weight class that you're more suited at <clears throat> maybe for maybe older lifters
1: as well yeah. you could argue that you know every time you sneeze every time you breathe you go to the toilet you're losing weight so that's not actually your weight yeah, so I, you know you could go for a massive poo right before you step on the scales go from you know 71 kilos down to 70 and if, yeah. if you're doing kilo shit it's good for you <laughs> every day every day nah, I'm the same Um <laughs> But yeah, so you, could, take get, me off you could you could argue that sort of thing, yeah. but if you if you've got people cutting multiple kilos, then are they really that weight class champion? Can you really legitimize world records for people that are cutting weight? And I say this holding records, having cut weight.
0: Yeah, no, I think it does count because you are like you are legitimately that weight, even yeah. if it's just for a couple of hours, and even in some cases, literally just for ten minutes. Yeah, I mean,
1: weight, um, weight cutting is actually. A skill it takes practice and yeah. um if you can pull it off well yeah pull off <laughs> Um if you can do it well then the big, you know well yeah. done
0: the biggest problem i have with like, the current stance of scottish powerlifting is just the scales are wildly inaccurate mm. because just where they like it needs to be like oh well, i can't they're not a lot of money-making federation, but I'd imagine they could put a bit more money in and get like, better scales, like, proper weighing scales. Yeah. But, like, literally the scales, and I've used the same other scales as reference. So when my client Sanya, who we all know Sanya has lifted them, um, on the first day at Eastern, she weighed herself in our house at the same scales that she weighed herself in before, the old Scottish, a uh, couple months back there, she was underweight by 500 grams yeah. on the... She, she weighed in at 57 on the dot or something there but the scales at easterns at Elysium or what one did you use it was 500 grams out from that mm-hmm. so she said she was 500 grams under done the same thing again but this time she weighed the same she was like 56.8 i think at home and weighed in at 57.2 at the old scottish oh, right. so i was like right that's 200 grams out so, but again that's a almost 700 700 gram deviancy from the last one so yeah. we're like oh that's a bit up but um it's the only thing that i could say is weight cut measures if something if a sport like that if i think if scottish powerlifting should take itself a bit more seriously yeah. you probably have better weight scale management <clears throat> issues right, to deal with that but um, that's another thing for me to complain about things
1: yeah to be perfectly honest i know of at least one person that's gone in and- oh wait,
0: actually wait before something that's what i was going to talk about so like literally sanya was she spat for an hour yeah and she was literally only 57 kilos on the top for about 5 minutes yeah and then literally as soon as that drank and ate that would have put at least about 400-500 grams on her immediately Yeah, so she was literally only that weight for a small period of time so if you can make the weight then why not yeah I'd say you are that weight champion mm. but there is no strict measure to weigh, to see how much they weigh in after a few hours like they do in some commissions in MMA in America and that as well yeah which is pretty key
1: um, you know like I said it's certainly a skill oh yeah um,
0: definitely you know, it takes time to get good at that
1: Um, and to do it well if you if you can cut weight well you can cut quite a lot of weight still be reasonably healthy it's an inherently unhealthy thing but uh, absolutely Um, yeah. you can still be reasonably healthy and you can still outperform someone who hasn't cut weight yeah Um. so if you can perform to that standard having put yourself through that like well done absolutely yeah. don't necessarily recommend it, but if that's what you need to do, it's what you need to do. And if you're so dedicated to your sport that you want to do that, then um come to me for coaching and I'll make <laughs> <healthy> as it's possible. I would
0: do it. I remember I'd done that for my last fight, this was six years ago, but I'd done like a twenty four hour starve before the uh oh, the weigh in, so oh, I didn't starve. eat any food or drink any water at all for twenty four hours. So I was I slept in between it. But again when I got on the scale I was like death. And I weighed it at 74.2. I was still mm-hmm. overweight, but I felt like death. I still beat the shit out of the boy, but that was because I was just better. Yeah. But um, I still felt like death. Very anyway, we continue on after so, uh, the accolades.
1: I will try to circle back to that, because I've got a lot to say on weight cuts yeah. and how to do it properly. Um, yeah, so after that up, um got the 59 kilo squat record. I set the 59 kilo bench record. 90 was the standard and no one had taken it. Jesus um, 100 kilos on my first one brought my bloody arse off the bench ah uh, yeah fair enough repeated that yeah. went for 107 got it um, and leaning into that competition I wasn't able to bench at all for um, it was over 8 weeks anyway is that the upper trap issue you had uh, I think it was the levator scapula oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was around that area or yeah. that I didn't know at the time but it makes more sense now where um, it would be so painful like I'm not one for um, any kind of painkillers but I I had to take anything that I could get my hands on so yeah. I, it was so bad So uh, yeah did that had a good cry in the shower <laughs> the next day like what have I done to myself like if you've I'm assuming you've never seen the striations in your own glutes no it's, it's
0: disgusting yeah it's pretty disgusting uh, so
1: I must have been down about 6% that's
0: days. around the 4-6% part yeah that's, yeah. that's like yeah, rough rough times
1: yeah but if you just looked at like the pictures I have of myself at that point I I didn't look lean at all I just looked d- disgusting yeah uh, just skeletal and like skinny fat oh, never looks. Did. yeah uh, so went from that and um, I was smart enough to reverse diet rather than just try to balling back up yeah so reverse
0: was, diet is always the best
1: way to build back yeah that's awesome. when I came across Dr. Lane Norton and um, I'm not much of a fan of him now but you know, I like
0: him but it's just a bit of that douchebag that that like, talks too much be like, yeah, you're right, but nobody cares. Like, yeah, like, stop talking about keto zealots. I'm
1: maybe a bit behind now, but god damn, he wouldn't shut up. I know. So, um, yeah, did that, Reverse that, got myself up to, like, 70 kilos, brought it back down, didn't really have to cut weight to get back to 66 for the classic. Yeah. One that um, wasn't nearly as strong as I used to be. Um, my squat hadn't really recovered. My deadlift kind of had... So I'd had to switch to sumo at that point because um, my deadlift was probably the one that took the biggest hit, uh, cutting the weight class. On a, like my very best day, I could get 200 conventional. Jesus. Um, That's a drop. That was a massive drop back in the day. Yeah. So it was 215 that I got before I dropped the weight class.
0: Oh, is that not near the coaching mishap as well? <coughs> uh,
1: no, not yet. Oh, we'll <laughs> get to, to that Yeah, we'll get to ah. that. Um, so, yeah, at that point, I was like, well, I don't have a lot of time to try and gain the strength back. It'll come back quicker than I would have gained it because I already had it. Yeah. But my sumo's still like 180, 190 untrained, completely untrained. So maybe if I just train sumo, it'll get there faster. So that's the only reason I swapped to sumo. Yeah, I, I don't like sumo as a lift.
0: Yeah, I could bet it was just a lot more viable.
1: It, yeah, it was more likely that I'd be able to... Um, get back up to where I was quickly.
0: I think there's a more car- better carryover for squat to sumo deadlift. It's definitely easier to train. reverse where it would be conventional has got a more carryover to squat I'd say. Yeah. Like in that order.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was definitely a lot more difficult to train conventional and low bar squat yeah. together. Um so did that, went to that classic. Um and that one was quite important like I was having a really poor time at work. Because they wouldn't give me, or they wouldn't confirm that they were giving me the time off and things, so yeah. I, I think I went into it quite ill as well, um, and that was the one that determined whether or not I qualified for the, the Commonwealth. Oh yeah, I remember the Commonwealth. So um, I qualified for the Commonwealth team, um, got my letter, like, literally as soon as I got the letter, like, my heart sunk, because it's like... I, at that point, I worked in uh, Asda and, you know, I was barely making any money. But that's
0: where we met as well? That's where we first spoke? Well, technically, speaking, yeah. That's where we first spoke. Um, I
1: remember seeing you in the gym, but... I, we'll get to stories of oh, seeing Asda. you in the gym in a bit. it was so, be um, fun. Yeah. Um, made it the Commonwealth. Took that as an opportunity to grow up and eventually said, fuck it. Let's throw all the money I've got into that. Went... Um, had a pretty horrendous time. Traveling um, to South Africa is never fun, by the sounds of it. Oh, it was bloody scary. Yeah, I lost two, at least two kilos between my house and the the platform, um, and I was somewhat twenty eight hours of traveling, and then I competed the next day. Yeah, that's not fun. Um, I um, when I arrived, I didn't know where anyone was. I couldn't get in touch with anyone as far as I was aware. I didn't have any Wi-Fi in my accommodation. It wasn't until days later that I found out. It was just by chance that there happened to be like a supermarket or like a grocer nearby where I was able to get stuff for breakfast. But when I arrived there, I couldn't get anything. Jesus. So I, it wasn't until much, much later in the night that I was actually able to eat anything because um, I was basically told don't go anywhere alone. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's like broad daylight. Yeah. And even then, you know, like past some like five o'clock, don't go out. It was like, Jesus Christ. In uh,
0: certain parts of South Africa are pretty rough. To be honest,
1: it seemed, you know, fine. It was a bit yeah. scary seeing all of these houses were fenced off with, like electric fences, and yeah, barbed lot, wire and yeah. stuff. Like
0: I've known a few South Africans, and they talk about the problem over <coughs> there. Yeah, there are certain areas that are carjacking is something ridiculous up in there as well. Yeah,
1: I got a, I got it really tame, I think. So, oh yeah,
0: you got a lot of the time. It's the same everywhere. Like you get told that Glasgow's really rough, but you go through there, it's one of the fucking nicest places I've ever been I in Scotland. Uh, like you know, the only place that I've been that people said was shit was Egypt because it was shit. I keep you in Egypt. I've oh, never gone back to Egypt. I've Never gone back. i was I'm a bit of being pervs. Oh, absolutely. I lots
1: of perverts Yeah. Um. So yeah, I went to that competition. Um. Became Commonwealth champion. But I'm completely honest to the fact that I didn't even outlift the juniors. Yeah. So I hold no credibility to it. It's just nice to put on a CV, and if no one asks,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, "Yeah, Commonwealth champion. The juniors didn't beat me into that, yeah. Because it is actually it's not an open competition. It's like you're going in for that. Everyone has their own age class. Yeah. So
1: um, yeah, I think it was Nathaniel Shaw and uh, Elliot Stone were two of the guys outlifted me in the
0: juniors, and like far superior. The British lifters. Yep, both ah, yeah, I yeah. So yeah, the standard in England is just a lot higher.
1: Yeah, higher population. There's more. Is that yeah.
0: it. It's always going to happen. Better funding as well, more yeah. interest in sport, better. Um, it all ties down to always the socio-economic status, and mm. um, that gives all their success in sport as well. Because Scotland is just not really successful in sport. Although we do have a good couple of lifters that are quite really, really good. Yeah. Coming into it. There were two scottish girls plays well we had quite a lot of girls plays in the british juniors yeah well Annie else and i was free and uh, some other folks
1: yeah um so after the the commonwealth well yeah that was the story about the knee sleeves is um while i was warming up and whatnot of the or the indian lifter that i was competing against was using, I think, duct tape around his leg so he could slide his knee sleeve up. Um, John Smith or Smudge. Um, oh, we we'll get to who, this. It's be great. Who was um, the head coach for the team? Um, he, he was having a, a a great time just getting. Uh, Richard Parker is that his name. Chairman for like British powerlifting
0: or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Should
1: probably know that stuff, shouldn't
0: you? Um, so yeah so it's not I, like great. I only like know people that are in there area and people say a name I'm like Psh. Yeah. oh did you see so-so's lift I'm like no did you see the best press I could get done the other day like, eh, show my video sorry. I, have, no. sorry I know numbers I know things I know how to look at things I don't pay attention to this that much yeah but John had a really good time just getting really annoyed
1: because this guy was if, like, breaking the rules yeah whether or not you want to say cheating but he was breaking the rules that,
0: that is cheating that's like, um, okay, like no offense to like it happened recently with another Indian left as well or Pakistan I don't know if it was but like wearing squat briefs in the British Unis I think yeah it I heard something about yeah, that yeah like it was dead obvious like they're I don't know if it's in their culture or like Brazilians it's in their culture to cheat but <laughs> uh, it actually is Yeah. Like they say like cheating is just a part of the sport but uh, yeah you try trying to get your way edging anyway but again they'll probably just play uh, dumb to the rules but yeah it's cheating End of it, it's cheating yeah
1: uh, if you're going to go into a sport be fucking honest about it
0: no, no, I'm the opposite. You fucking, I, I, fight for everything. else. see if like, I remember I played volleyball in college. Like I would always like put gamesmanship as my tool. I'd always complain against the refs. I'd done it at the same time when uh, Aaron was benching, and he's like they were giving him shit for his heels being off the floor, even though his heels yeah, were on the floor. Yeah. But he was wearing shoes, and you could tell that he was pressing through his heels. And no offense to the um, the judge at the time, I'm pretty sure it was Claire Talker, a great nice. uh, bencher as well. But um, was it Beth? ref not well judge. ref I thought it said Beth. or not right. well ref judge but was the same thing <laughs> but uh, it was good but she was like he heels and I was like looking at them going his heels are fucking down like they're fucking down like, yeah, yeah. lovely girl as well mind you but uh,
1: she had an awful time with uh, the Commonwealth that year oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what, exactly what happened but um, I, I, you tell me, I right think she, lo- she lost her passport or something <sighs> and she wasn't able to get her placement until I think the day of the, co- uh, sorry, the day of her flight. Yeah. So she arrived and competed on the same day. Yeah. I don't think she did particularly well, but, well, compared sh- to her
0: normal standards, yeah, she was well, a good lifter. Holy
1: well done. <laughs> I was meant to be handling her at that, and uh, <laughs> I killed myself. God,
0: thank God. I just threw myself off the plane, took everybody with me. Yeah. that bit. And uh, we we'll continue back to the Commonwealth. Yeah, uh, so, talking Commonwealth. about one of the most controversial, I wouldn't even say figures, yeah. but one of the controversial people in the, IPL at the port aye uh, well Commonwealth champion and at that
1: competition I was speaking to um, Mark McQueen who I spent most of the time with actually lovely <laughs> lovely lovely guy Scottish world
0: champ baby good, good, good Brazil good jiu-jitsu yeah. practitioner at the minute he seems to be killing it yeah, yeah. there's something about that shared. It's, it's something about the work ethic that as well like it's, it's great if you're strong and you're going to be putting in the time That's jiu is all yeah. about essentially just putting in the time and getting the done yeah
1: but just a, a little bit to his character. Like he'd never met me before or anything. I'm standing um, outside yeah. the weigh-in room waiting to be seen till I'm one of the last guys. While John's meant to be handling me, he's off doing something else I don't know. Um yeah. like obviously I'm 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 not doing particularly great after always in all that weight, not being able to eat and everything. Yeah. Or I managed to get breakfast that morning. So I'm in a of, totally you
0: know, different part of the world as well. Not just a aye. different country, but a different continent.
1: Yeah. Um Mark came up to me found me just like started speaking to me like you're all right um I've, you know you've been through all this sort of stuff before like he talked yeah. me through it step by step um and essentially started handling me from that moment yeah and later on he was inviting me out with him and uh, mostly the english team uh yeah. which is where i met the likes of josh greenfield and yeah um all of that just name
0: dropping oh yeah, just a <coughs> wee bit name drop. Well, he did, he did recognise and chat at the yeah. Scott the Classic last this yeah. year as well. It was pretty cool. Also, a super friendly guy. oh yeah, really nice guy. the in there, um, no too hot about his accent though, no, <laughs> eh? it's <the> Yorkshire, you come through. Look, dogshire accent anyway. Who cares? Nah, nice guy though, but um with yeah. What?
1: If you get them in the yeah. room together, oh, oh god. a
0: good laugh, but it. sounds it's chaos, yeah. No, yeah, but you can always tell that they're good folks. You can tell what puts through in their lifters as well. You yep. can tell that they're actually pretty good. You can tell by a shining example if their lifters have a good philosophy or they're good and open, you can tell that normally they're going to be a good coach, leader. obviously, as well. Because coaching isn't just about <laughs> the nuts and bolts, it's about actually how you put yourself across as yeah. well.
1: So, um, yeah, I was speaking to Mark and John while I was warming up, and um, talking about coaching. And Mark said to me, "Like, oh, mate, you need to get yourself a coach." Yeah. Um, almost verbatim. And at that point, I'd been looking at coaches. I, I again, I worked I worked at in, Jesus Christ, I worked in ASDA. Yeah. The old green right? mile. Barely made any money. Yeah. And at that, uh, there was a big issue with they just didn't pay me for about a year. Yeah, so, that's um, quite bad for that. Yeah. We're
0: all right with me, but again, it's not enough money to live off, and never would thrive or pay for fucking coaches anyway. Aye. Uh,
1: so um, it was at that point I was like, yeah, maybe I will look for a coach. And John kept trying to get me on. He uh, would go, team. into
0: Michael Myers' dark side of his year of powerlifting, where uh, he dropped thirty kilos off his toe. Yeah. I wonder why? Let's go. Let's fucking dive right head into this. It's bro. So um.
1: Yeah, eventually he said to me, like, uh, uh, saying, just let me coach you. Notice that I was, let me coach you. Yeah. it was like, tell you what, I'll let you if uh, you'll do it for free. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it for free. I don't care about the money. It's like, okay, let's do it then. Yeah. Um, And no, literally the only reasons that I actually went for John was because uh, Joanna Jack had praised him so much. She went from like debilitating, I think it was more or less debilitating, Back pain and things like that. Any she try to lift. Yeah. To John being able to coach her through it and get her back. Yeah. Um. You know. So credit to him
0: for that at least. Yeah. Does he not? Has he not done something with lower back or something before? I don't know. I don't know. I, again, like the lower back pain is a strange, but it's so hard to diagnose. But a lot of times, you just move through it. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people think it's witchcraft. Like I had them um, <clears> a couple of weeks ago. My client Kev, he performed performed deadlifts at 110 kilos for six reps. It was dead easy for him. In the last rep, the rep was executed perfectly. It was just between the moment or the hip angle was about just out of the shy like 30 40 degrees into lockout just something popped on his lower back and it's just an SI joint like yeah. we pop and then literally I just went right move about do this some this or that did not let him sit yeah. down the entire time banded Romanian deadlifts uh just keeping the actual joint moving, or even some rotations just to make sure you can actually perform and the next day so the back was so but normally if you've got a pop in your back and you don't do anything about it it's fucking horrendous yeah you need to keep we moving you need to move but a lot of people think it's witchcraft if you just yeah. get blood to the area and keep it moving and make sure you just don't sit still like mm. so again it could be good or it could be bad but anyway continue
1: so aye um, because she's praised him so much and um I was very thankful to Joanna in South Africa, because like, she was my surrogate mum, basically. Yeah. She, like, she was there trying to look after me. She's a big figure in the field as well, to uh, be fair. A lovely, job. lovely woman as well. Big like JJ. Um, so between Mark saying that and her, those were the only reasons. I didn't know um, much about his coaching background. I didn't know if he was actually a good coach or that. I just I knew he had quite a um a big team of lifters so yeah. Like, yeah sure why not let's go with it and then for i, I can't remember why i just decided to uh, enter the scottish open like six weeks later while yeah. i was in south africa i entered it and um, did that he to be fair he only had about five weeks to actually put me through a peak and yeah right after a peak you can't really just re it's not as easy
0: as that yeah, see this is why i get annoyed at a lot of people in lifting as well you've got yeah. people there's one lifter i won't say the name of the lifter but the lifter said they peaked four times in a year no, that's not peaking yeah like, no. to me that's like you can only peak like, really i'd say ideally once ideally perfectly if you manage your time you can get it maybe twice at a good push but yeah i'd say like if you want a good proper peak and you're not really going to keep yourself in good condition if you're like Say a car if you're constantly revving into the red zone it's gonna be quite a bad idea. Um yeah. Started them and you know, to his
1: credit, I, I it was only about five weeks. My bench regressed, but I had gone through a hard peak. Um my squat I finally had a PB, but it was something I'd already done before. Yeah. My deadlift, I still failed that two fifteen again, sumo. Um <laughs> and if you watch the video it looks very much like I had it but I, you can see a very 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 slight soft lock on my knee so it's yeah. like I grind through the lower back um, and uh, Linda Banks was head ref at that yeah. point uh, obviously I'm pretty upset when I put the bar down and get red lighted Yeah, I said to her afterwards like no absolutely right call well done yeah
0: Aye, you're going to get upset it's, yeah. not, it's not you get upset go on again as <clears> a sports you can get yeah. heat in the moment as well
1: yeah uh, I, I wasn't a dick about it or anything that's when I got uh, drug tested actually Ah Yeah. That's uh that's that's a fun experience. Having someone follow you around and uh, not let you leave when you're super dehydrated, um, until you pee. You need to pee. Almost need to watch it come out of you as well. <laughs> yeah. you like what what am I gonna hide? I'm wearing only a single, like,
0: you know. Where, I, am I gonna pull a tub of urine yeah. out my arse? I remember the old Scottish there like there were a drug testing in the toilet, Aaron was in the toilet and Muttree was just like and get in and he was just like I need, I need to go to the toilet I was like sorry he was like you can drug test me just let me go to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> he was just like just fucking let me go I like no, can you do it wait fucking waiting for somebody to pee yeah again the Atrium in Loghella was actually not bad a venue but only one toilet for that many people was a bad yeah. idea yeah. by the way get some uh, next time have some bars we have got some centre knurling on them eh? that would be a great idea oh yeah definitely that was a fucking nightmare yeah, what know. can you expect for a CrossFit
1: gym well, but it's yeah. still good enough anyway it was a good enough place back uh, went from that competition on to Eastern District 2018 um, I decided I'm just going to go up a weight class to try and compete with Keen Yeah. And um, that never happened and I also didn't really go up a weight class so <laughs> I ended up just very very suddenly losing a load of weight Yeah. and I'd been walking around like 70 kilos eventually sort of dropped down to 68 which is a fairly natural walk around for me Yeah. in 66.7 right. on the day <laughs> Um, on my first squat uh, my upper back like, hyper extended and I dropped
0: the bar No, I yeah know. I remember that video. it was beautiful
1: uh, it's, normally they'll really shout at you if you drop the bar uh, no one said anything about it then okay the because I looked kicked. like a total fuck up It didn't look yeah.
0: like, like that boy who was the guy that competed against it at the first uh, time Daniel something other. Daniel when he dropped he dunked the bar he was a total prick about it probably a nice guy but he did just poop just dump the bar and uh, you know, I was like oh maybe nice guy if I caught he dumped
1: it and tried to help pick it up like no by that point it should be on the floor uh,
0: ah yeah. yeah and if he dumped it if he did it just looked like he held no remorse for it and again yeah. like, that's 200 plus kilos landed on somebody that's not going to be hey, no, getting somebody I think but, it was 190 oh sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah, he never broke the 200 bar here just nah, yet it might have been 200 it he got that 195 at the last one I remember aye um, but it's still pretty shitty to just dump the bar no regard but again that oh. wasn't a dump you didn't dump the bar yeah you just actually it looked like a total mistake and just
1: flew off you yeah so um it went up in weight went from a last one i just wanted to get a a one uh one eight to two and a half kilo squat something like that I wanted yeah I, I was going for a certain total um and i didn't care what else i got i just wanted to get that total it was yeah. the only competition i've ever gone into and you're like i don't care what i left i just want to get a the set table. number yeah yeah i just want to qualify for you know or something like that yeah so did that um john throughout all of this process is like i'm going to get you that 120 kilo bench i've been trying to get this since that competition where we I one best lifter yeah in fact i was trying to get that at the classic beforehand i yeah. was so ill that i just laid on my on the bench for my third attempt seriously <laughs> like, uh, yeah i'm done <laughs> um, yeah that was pretty much it yeah um it just after the
0: so it's just ping. the attitude where somebody where a coach says i'm going to get you this yeah. acting like it's his magical process it's not just him. it's other coaches that do it as well like i know i can name a few off the top of head i won't do it with professionalism but um there is one we're talking about John, but again it's when somebody deems it it's their coaching or their methods. Fucking ninety nine percent of things work. Mm. You just need to find the best thing that works for a certain person. Yeah. It's not your process, it's not your magical thing that does it. It's it's sickening, it's really, really shitty when it comes to that. Mm. It's like he just steals it's like he just watches like a Louis Simmons documentary and then just takes that yeah Oh fucking bench with a wide grip and i would be like, but these people aren't on steroids. Mm. It's like when people try and use Bulgarian method, and it's like you're not on steroids, and not <laughs> training five times a week day. I've,
1: I've done um, a version of Bulgarian.
0: That's nah, never true Bulgarian. Not true Bulgarian. And it's like, like when means. people say they train true Westside. It's not true yeah. Westside unless you're actually training at Westside with Lou Simmons. So the
1: ver- the variation that I did was as laid out by Greg Knuckles of uh, yeah. Stronger by Science. Yeah. Used to be Strength Theory. Um, so it was basically. Work up to a single eighty percent. If that feels good, go up to ninety percent for a single. If that feels good, go and do some back off sets. Yeah. If at any point it doesn't feel good, stop. Yeah. Or just do your back off sets That's basically it. Um anyway, yeah. So but for bench he's like, I'm gonna get you that one twenty and was like, don't care about the one twenty. I just need the total that I need. A beauty? Um I failed my second attempt with one seventeen because um like my shoulder like popped out or rolled ah, or something. Yes. Ah, Not out of socket, well, let's be clear It came that. off. Yeah, something just didn't feel right, yeah. so I had to push it off me. Yeah. Um. Easy press, but it, something just went wrong. Yeah. And I'd been having shoulder issues since he started coaching me. Um, So that was fine. Went on for deadlift. We thought I probably had about a 225, maybe. I, I really wanted to go for 227 and a half so I could go for 500 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it came to that third lift I was just like right just put on whatever you want yeah I've already got what I wanted to get let's just you know that's just fucking, let's uh, just uh, that's fire for it only put the 225 on so well done he got me a 10 kilo PB on deadlift yeah well done which was also a total PB finally Um, <clears throat> so I'll give him that then at the next competition this was just after I went plant based so vegetarian yeah because like, not vegan um, because you can eat nothing but chips be and advocating. be vegan. Be vegan, yeah. yeah um, I don't advocate veganism necessarily. Whole plant foods should make up the bulk of your diet. Or yeah. Let's not get happy now. Um, so it was the week before I decided to do it. The week before that competition, I decided to do it. Going to the next one, which was the classic. Um, everything felt terrible all the time. Yeah. I would tell them every single session, every single week. Everything feels horrible. My shoulder feels terrible. Yeah. Um. Everything's like RPE eight, nine, sometimes ten. Like I, yeah. I had to stop doing sets. I had to cut volume back. I couldn't do what he was prescribing me. Yeah. I kept telling them this. And I was like, "Don't worry. It's just confidence. It's just confidence."
0: That's one of the worst things I've ever heard so in my entire co-
1: life. Of that if you're not if you've never been coached before, the job of a coach isn't just to. Help you improve the job of, of your coach is to care about you, your well being, mental well being, uh, your health, um, your fitness, and your life generally. If you're yeah. having a, a shit time in life, they shouldn't just be like, Okay, go squat tomorrow. They should, you know, is yeah, everything okay? Like... Is you know, can we adjust your training around that? Do you need to take time exactly. off from training? You've got
0: a duty to care to take care of your athlete. yeah. And it's similar, like I had a recent experience a few months ago where I was a uh, we're adding a volume uh, block, and the volume was just far too intense. Yeah. So I said, um, like, we both said to each other, right? He was managing to do it. The good thing about is he he'll fire through. But he was like, that was RP ten. That was bad. I don't yeah. necessarily use RP scale at the minute, but that um, was like, right. So what we'll do is we'll just hit the same volume, but instead of eight just do by four and then just times other sets so yeah. take it easy it's still volume you're still moving the kilos yeah and it was still challenging but a lot easier just a bit of manufacturing. and that literally that was a two minute conversation yeah that was literally it and um, he used to train five six days a week but obviously the problems he's moved. anyway his girlfriend his girlfriend maybe they're having a bit of a hard time or something like that he needs to move to four days you can easily manipulate programming around those variables yeah um that's it's easy it's just basic stuff mm. Well, I'd decided um
1: well before actually competing that I didn't want to continue with um with him as a coach, yeah because i mean there's only so much you can do to unfuck a program when you're that close and you've already regressed so much as you can't do it, yeah, so I just had to trust his process and trust that he was overreaching me and that I'd get some sort of super compensation on the day. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think it would be possible. I knew yeah. that I was gonna, I wasn't gonna place first because um, I can't remember his surname, but it's uh, Christoph Bracha, uh, spelled B R A C H A, um. So many lifters that yeah. just come and go. He didn't compete last year anyway. Yeah. Um. He he was definitely going to win in that class. Then finally Mercer, I'd actually seen him coming up. Yeah. Um breaking like sub-junior records i think and then junior records and scary deadlift he pulled off in his
0: last post that i seen as well oh my god that guy has progressed so fast yeah it's mad um, some young lifters that are just top tier.
1: yeah so i was lifting with him as well and um, it came down to the third deadlift between me and him for who would take second place yeah um, so I played the game like John was barely even there to handle our coach because he's banned from the IPF
0: <laughs> yeah So he,
1: he would actually have to have one of his other lifters texting him from the 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 side area stuff like that because he couldn't actually be there that's ridiculous um, so sure. I've got a feeling he actually had to leave as well anyway that bit doesn't matter so it was a terrible terrible competition like, yeah and my squat regressed from Possibly one hundred ninety. I say possibly. Um down to one hundred seventy five. I think it was one hundred seventy that I got on the day. Yeah. Um my bench regressed from one twenty back in the day. Yeah. In fact I'd bench one twenty five in, in the, are, gym before the gym Yeah, you training before the uh, before the Commonwealth. Um, you know, in gym doesn't count. Back to one hundred seven. <laughs> was the best I could get on that day 107 that's a massive regression especially for a lighter lifter <clears> as well yeah. and then for deadlift um, I, I I would have pulled 240 if it was for a placing it yeah. didn't matter Um, I failed 220 like, so it was I think 30 kilo regression yeah that's massive like, incredibly big and he, his excuse was, well, I was putting you through a same or similar style of training program you were doing before. I thought it would work this time out, and you know, I was wrong. It's so like, yeah, but I told you throughout every single session, that it feels awesome. like garbage, it feels awful. I can't complete what you're giving me, yeah. So, what like I've said, a coach doesn't just give you numbers to do, they change everything as needed for you, yeah, which is what I do, by the way. So, you know. Give me money. That also too is us also giving me money yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so after that I I, I at least tried to respect they did it all for free. I went into yeah. his gym, spoke to him in person, like I'm not gonna continue with you. Um that was that. And then I took a long time to practice through all my templates, rewrite all my templates, um and like, a potential fatigue calculator that I had. Yeah, very arbitrary, but it seems to actually be reasonable. Yeah, um, very
0: gross, gross calculations sort of thing. Yeah,
1: um, used that. Suddenly, I was deadlifting uh, two twenty seven beltless. Yeah. Um, I squatted one ninety again, benched, um, over one twenty again. Pretty soon, yeah. <laughs> went into the Eastern District. Uh, temple. I tried a new weight cut. Um, which was over 21 days rather than like the typical 5 or maybe 10, ten hours yeah. I I overdid the sodium depletion right at the end uh, I kind of drained myself so I think that's maybe why things went poorly bit, oh yeah I remember that um, I actually
0: handled you for that competition I
1: remember <coughs> the first time yeah first time you ever saw me compete oh it was, was weird like well. three years in I don't know something like that yeah um but it was a good learning curve. But I went in, didn't look at the numbers, didn't care what anyone else was lifting, and absolutely hammered them all. Yeah. And suddenly I was back to better than I'd ever lifted yep. my myself again. And this was after coming back, possibly my worst competition. Yeah. Um so suddenly everything's getting good. Um in training I deadlifted 240 for two singles in the same day. Yeah. I've never lifted more than two twenty-seven
0: before. Yeah. That was pretty big. It's a massive, especially um, again yeah. for a lighter lifter, to pull something that massive in yeah. a PB. That was at that point I stepped on the scale was under eight
1: percent body fat. I'd maximized muscle potential for the weight class. Yeah. I had to go up, so I went up to seventy fours for the classic. Ten days before the classic, I broke up with um, my girlfriend. Um, lost. I couldn't eat anymore. Lost two kilos over about two days, Oof. and then just could not eat. Yeah. So I was in what would have been about a nine thousand calorie deficit between then and the competition. Jesus. Like I was having a horrendous time. Yeah. Um. I went into that competition. It's, I totally screwed up my squats again, obviously, because. Um, who who wants to have three for three squats anyway? 30, yeah. So overrated. Finally got a one eighty five, which was another PB though. So. Um. Out of absolutely out of nowhere, I got a one thirty bench. Yeah, Jesus. Awesome, Yeah, so I was expecting maybe one twenty five. Yeah, I think I had one thirty five there. Um, and let's just say it was a handout for Josh. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they it. It did like,
0: give you a good show on that. I was to tell you it go yeah. for it.
1: Um, you you were handling me for squats, um, and had to leave early.
0: Oh, that was um, nightmare. For the flat viewing. For any point of view, I flat then, I, I didn't even move in with them, I just stayed in my own flat. Yeah. <laughs> Pain in the arse, we should have just stayed. So I, I asked Josh, who
1: was just giving the handouts on the bench, if he wouldn't mind giving me his input um, since I didn't have anyone else to help me. He's yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Opener, 115, absolutely flew. He's like, 122. Yeah, really? Yeah, go for it. Cool, I'll take your word. 122, flew, but 130, no hesitation. Like, you're shitting me, right? Just jump for it. It's like, well, if, if I think I've got it, I'll go for it. You can see the wobble, but it was, you know, it moved absolutely fine. Involuntarily, just shouted, yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, probably more, maybe five kilos more in the tank than that day. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And then there's this entire time I'm just trying to maximise what I can get, not what I want to get. Yeah. So I can stay in line for competing with Daniel. Yeah. He he should have absolutely smoked me. Yeah. But he seems to have a habit of making poor
0: attempts. Yeah, very, very poor attempt choices, I'd um, say. Um it's that seems to stick from him from the last time he competed as well because yeah. he failing first attempts, second attempts. Yeah. Uh failing or getting the first and then failing second and thirds. Yeah. So I was like did he only go for I think he only got five for nine, did he not that day? Something like that. So I think he got all his squats. <clears throat> yeah. But failed, f- like the, two, the last I've two bench attempts and the last two deadlift attempts as well. Uh, no, it's just the last one deadlift. Oh, so right.
1: the way it went was, it was um, six for nine. Then I just we missed the three. Yeah, we both went one seventy. No, sorry, we both went one seventy-five. We both went one eighty-five. We both went one ninety. I failed my one ninety squat. What yeah. an idiot! What a <laughs> loser! Um, I opened one fifteen bench. He opened one thirty. I think. Yeah. It's so like shit. I need to make up some ground. So those extra two and a half kilo jumps, it was meant to be five, it was seven and a half. Yeah. He failed the second attempt of 135,
0: or maybe it was one. No, only, I you jumped to 140. I keep, again, it was a big
1: jump. I think it was 135, 140, and then he jumped to 145, having yeah. failed to 140. Yeah. So like, cool, I've just made up 10 kilos, plus the extra five kilos on my bench. Yeah. I was only, I think, five kilos behind them at that point. So we both opened... Deadlift with two fifteen. He goes before me, I go after him. He then goes for two thirty, like yeah, I'll put that on the board. Yeah. Give me it. Um No sorry, it's two twenty. Then uh, both to two thirty five, like cool. I'm just watching what he's putting on the board. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is, I'm going five kilos above it. Yeah. I just need to beat him on body weight. He was seventy three point nine, I was seventy point one after breakfast. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> would de definitely of the
1: lighter lifters Yeah. Um, gets his two thirty five, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's definitely got more there. Yeah. I I was starting to feel it at that point. I, this was a hard day. I was pretty drained. I was dying inside. Like I was absolutely breaking inside. I barely, yeah,
0: it was a tough day for you. It was I can remember seeing it.
1: I uh, I could barely keep myself from just bursting into tears the whole day. Like, yeah. It was a fucking horrible time. Anyway, so he goes for a he goes two forty like I I need to lift two fifty. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> I I I've maybe got two forty five. I'll pull two fifty, I'll try it. Yeah, go for it. I want the win. Yeah. So I, okay, so he goes for his two forty, he fails I I shout across the room, drop my attempt. <laughs>
0: um, it down drop it, it to two forty five. I'm on <laughs> the
1: platform where eyes water, and, um trying not to like hyperventilate and just die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the music cuts out right as I grab the bar I'm, like, oh. yeah. I'm I'm dialed in go for it it starts moving gets to just above my knee and I feel that I'm starting to kind of ramp like yeah. fuck I just keep pulling get to that sticking point where it's just the back the lower back trying to just grind to it out grind that
0: push keep going part.
1: keep going I get the down command i like I've not locked this out definitely not so <laughs> um, if you look back at the live stream video I look at uh Bethu's head ref you see it is it, is it good um, Joanna next to me yeah. said yep I thought I didn't know who it was yeah. and then I turned to the uh, ref to my right and said is it good I hear yep again so I yeah. put it down that's two to one isn't it Yeah. and then when I turned round there was one red light It was from the second ref that I asked Yeah. I completely agree with her
0: completely agree with her I was about to ask you was it a legitimate deadlift <laughs> I, I don't
1: think so <laughs> and uh, seeing that I pulled. I played the tactical game. I pulled um, for the win on that last left yeah. Body weight. I, I, I finally had a good competition, um, and I decided just beforehand uh, that that I wanted to be out. I, I was done with it. Yeah, done for a um, while. So I was meant to go to the Commonwealth. Yeah, actually, we were planning. The girls yeah. to go to Canada with you. <clears throat> so I never actually told you the full story of why uh, I pulled out. Ooh. Which kind of goes back to. Um, why I started lifting in the first place. This me. is a saucy scoop. Oh, wow. It's a saucy scoop. So, um, I think you've probably figured out, or you've known sort of bits and bobs, that um, when I first started uh, actually going to the gym, yeah, I'd been wanting to go to the gym like all my life, really, like, yeah. but my dad would always tell me, no, you'll stunt your growth, you'll, you'll damage your, yourself sort of thing. Which is all nonsense, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. If you fuck yourself up, you're going to fuck yourself up. <laughs> but like, no, if I you're sensible... If you hire know. a coach, you'll be fine. Yeah, so... I never got to do any of that growing up so it wasn't until I was 21 um my ex wanted to go to the gym and lose weight like cardio stuff obviously and yeah. um, this before I knew anything really yeah so I would go and do a wee bit and then do like circuit around olive machines kind of thing that's how I started off yeah we broke up um we stopped going together so I started going on my own and then at that point I realized I didn't have a, a group of friends around me or anything yeah um I just left my my band I wasn't gigging I wasn't uh, touring I wasn't playing anymore yeah the only thing that I had was just just try and look after yourself that's what well, I yeah. do. so do um, so I actually got myself to a point where I was thinking like, I was so low where I was thinking well I'm an organ donor at least what I can do is um, if something happens to me I can try and leave a healthy enough body so people can <laughs> yeah. have something yeah Um, because Otherwise, like, I didn't have anything that I cared about yeah. at that point. Um, no close family. Um the more going on um, that I won't get into. Yeah. Um, that I think I've spoken to you. Yeah, recently. yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely, yeah. Basically I just, just yeah. to avoid, like, naming and shaming people and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, unhappy family life, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started lifting. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it was basically at a point where I am so focused on just trying not to kill myself that um, power uh, strength training became you know I'm shit at everything else in life I have no job I can't get a job it was a year and a half that I was unemployed straight out of uni yeah happens to a lot of people especially with music (laughs) degrees. yeah both me and Chris studied music
0: (laughs) apparently what a stupid idea that was Try to get a job but a music degree's not the best <laughs> yeah. even though I didn't even get that far to get my duty so that's fine no. but I've got an to degree in sports right, so that's fine yeah you've
1: pretty got an important one for the fields you're in now oh yeah Aye. now anyway yeah. <laughs> Aye, I don't even have uh, a formal education in this again you could say that it's not really needed but eh yeah it's a good laugh I mean clients are doing well I've done reasonably well and um, my weight cut faults have become a pretty solid and very healthy method yeah follow
0: a diet and uh, nutrition facts. Dolce like, does get his know, guys on weight. Love Dolce. Set Calvin Gaston. but <laughs> he just loves his Mexican food so much. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, that was it like, I was at the point where I'd actually figured out the formula for drop hanging. Um, I figured out what kind of rope to use, how to take the tension out of it. Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah. So I knew exactly how far to drop, exactly where yeah. to tie the knot, um, where to place it, everything. <laughs> The only thing I hadn't done was I hadn't bought a rope, and I hadn't figured out where to do it. Yeah. Um. So going to the gym, what a lot of people don't quite seem to like grasp about going to the gym and getting stronger is initially mm-hmm. every time you go in, you can be stronger than the last time you were there. So, you know, take your deadlift for example. Yeah. You might pick up sixty kilos the first time. Cool. You've picked up a, a an entire person.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, people seem to underestimate. Like. Sorry, of little things like that. where they'll say, "Oh, I should be doing better than this." And that, but you've never done it before, so everything's PB at this point. Everything's yeah. better than what you've done before. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it became so important to me. Like I, this is where I found Elliot Hulse and um, before he became a bit of a hippie and guy, a bit a of a yeah, all of this king stuff and whatnot. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not going to comment on any of that because I don't know it. And I'm still yeah. following him. But again, did he forget to do something better? Yes, yeah. the gateway. His whole approach of like. Things have maybe hit you hard, life's maybe shit, but do something. Yeah. Move forward. Um, Really resonated with men. Like cared about health, cared about um being stronger. Yeah. And it was strong man originally wanted to do, just didn't know where to train it.
0: Yeah, the fucking Apex opened <laughs> up like years into your powerlifting. and And yeah. fucking opened when I left Kirkcaldy as well. Yeah. And well, lived like, a two-minute walk away from
1: there. Uh, there was Fitness Factor, which was like really? five minutes yeah. from my house, but that place was disgusting.
0: And the guy, like... Rob the bank. Well, yes, <laughs> I remember that happened. Like right? One of the lecturers at college used to work <clears> there. and She was like, mortified. I was making jokes about it. And I was like, boss, tried to rob a bank <laughs> with a gun in <laughs> Like, What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Why are you supposed to stick up for this man? It, it was right, a problem.
1: If I'm right, it was right next to the Asda that I worked at at the time. It well. was, yeah. It was in yeah. So uh, we
0: Longhali, I'd right.
1: left and the place got like, corned off. People weren't allowed to leave work. Yeah, because the police, that. The police helicopters and stuff. I didn't <laughs> even know about it until the next <laughs> day. Amazing. So, um, nah, he's
0: arrested. He's in jail now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. From there, I just kept going to the gym. I found squat bench, deadlift, overhead press. I I preferred front squat because uh, Elliot like so he went on about it being more beneficial for athletes and things like that. Cool. I'll go with that. Yeah. Whether or not you want to take that for yeah. But um i before I'd ever back squatted heavy, I'd front squatted one ten. Uh again without any equipment, I'd deadlifted um one eighty. Yeah. I'd bench I think it was ninety five. <clears throat> um completely of my own volition, no coach, no training programme, just yeah. went in and did it. Um, tried to write my own programmes and things and I noticed that I went from I think about twelve stone at the time down to about ten so and it was literally dish. just from picking
0: up to activity it's yeah. insane um, how much that happens I once. mean
1: I started regulating diet so I was really bad for like I would just eat once in bulk yeah in a day in yeah. a day yeah so I thought well it's, got breakfast lunch dinner we'll try that just have meals every 4 or 5 hours yeah I would just eat eat something every, something every 4 or 5 hours cool yeah. so I've got breakfast lunch dinner that's sorted great Um, and that progressed onto where it is now which is a lot more complicated yeah but uh, it's still the same principles essentially yeah. um, now it's every three or four hours and it's four meals a day Damn. but yeah so um, I saw my deadlift progress spe- especially yeah. uh, it's an addictive thing seeing that you're getting good at something or getting yeah. better at something especially when you're you know, that kind of situation where like, about the only reason I didn't top myself was that I um, you could say I was too cowardly to do it and I didn't want to upset my dad yeah um, which is something that I eventually said to you years later yeah I remember that um, so in um, like June or July of the year after that breakup I think it was I was speaking to some, a, a co-worker of my ex who went to the gym he realised that I was close to the Scottish records yeah. the Scottish junior records and suggested that I enter the competition I did that's how I actually got into the competition yeah how I got into powerlifting it was kind of that it was you know wanting to be stronger and it would be it's resonating s- with yeah. me
0: it's a strange thing when people come because people will always talk about lifting weights and then they want to compete but unless you know somebody that's actually yeah. in the scene a little bit it's really really difficult and toxic to try and get into it because there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things yeah. you need to sign up for and all that nonsense yeah so
1: um, it went obviously it all escalated from there um that competition where I won best lift and whatnot, I'd started seeing someone and whatnot beforehand and life seemed to be coming together again. I had a job, I had a relationship, I had more friends, yeah. I had more of a life. Yeah. Um and then in the year um bef- or not quite a year but the however many months before um I decided to put it aside. Yeah. Um things hadn't been going so great. And um I kind of realised that like lifting training took up so much of my uh headspace, so much of my yeah capacity, like it was so such an obsession. Especially yeah. if you look at the diet and things like that behind it. Like, I it had become so difficult to try and actually you know, be with as a friend, as a Yeah. Um so, you know, nothing but loved her for putting up with me. Yeah. Um although there's other things to it, you know. At, at least I can say oh there's was like two sides to everything yeah. as
0: well I, can't think I had a bad break. well not a bad breakup a bad breakup relationship three months ago five and a half year relationship yeah uh, that wasn't exactly pretty but and I could have handled things after another as well but uh, I wasn't exactly the dynamic person to be with half that time yeah. as well and I wasn't competing but uh, there's always two sides mm. there's always two reasons Um. so that's
1: like things started to really downfall right after I lost my job and august of 2018 yeah um by january february i was at that point i went to see a psychologist and um i wanted to try and sort out some of these things that initially caused like my existential crisis back in the day yeah um to do with like problems with growing up and whatnot but um it also asked like basically did you you have any plans of killing yourself i said no yeah what i probably should have said was i did yeah back um, in the day yeah, but point like point. at that point I was very much sort of on the edge of you know do I want to again yeah um, obviously she didn't know that Um, I haven't actually really told anyone about it because you don't generally go and plan out how you're going to do it if you yeah. really want out that much you'll probably just do it you'll do it yeah yeah but so
0: there's no point in hiding it and there's no sense of not <coughs> keeping that to yourself yeah. because a lot of people have bark dark thoughts yeah. And not like that's what happens. A bit. It's actually speaking about how things get better. Yeah. And actually driving on and actually pursuing other things as well. It'll help fill that space and that yeah. void.
1: Now, a large part of that was new, knowing not knowing, knowing that relationship wasn't working out. And um, I'm I, you know, I, I was horrible about it. I dragged it on for so much longer than it needed to. Um. Anyway. So as the Commonwealth started to approach it was in Canada it was in Newfoundland um, and if you know anything about me when it comes to music and things uh, Protest the Hero they have a song called Mist. I absolutely love Protest the Hero um, and Mist being about Newfoundland I couldn't wait to go there Yeah, that an I, I was that more point, yeah. excited about uh, getting a chance to go to Canada to Newfoundland specifically That um, I didn't really care about the competition. You competition know, it would be cool to compete there but uh, I realised it was more about going there, but at the same time, like, I could not shake the thought of how how nice would it be if I just went there and killed myself. Like, if I just Jeez, left, yeah, that. left the hotel yeah. room, went to like um, the shore and just stepped off or just got absolutely or did something like I didn't know how. Yeah. I hadn't planned it. I, I just couldn't stop shaking that thought. Yeah. So I figured, obviously, uh, everything else I said was true. Like the... Um, the money, the costs going up, like that was all absolutely true. Uh, I couldn't justify it, but it also meant that if I wasn't there, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So you know, um, I'd also decided before that point that I wanted to get out of powerlifting. I wanted yeah. to stop training. Unfortunately, it was just before that. Uh, come that last competition. Uh, broke up with her, and um, I've tried to you know build more of a life. Yeah. But coaching, um, became so much more important because like. I absolutely love when clients send me videos with oh, yeah. progress and things we're like not that. we
0: literally speaking about this just before we're done this.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I've got one client up in Inverness who sends me videos after every single session, and it's so easy to work with people like that. He's, yep. you know he's taking advantage of the service. He's, you know I'm not paying extra to look at videos. Yeah, this is what you're paying me for. Um, as long as I have free time, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, so being able to see other people progress, as um, as no, maybe a part of an escape as well, but yeah. being able to provide to other people like you know your organs when you die. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's
0: um, you're making yourself useful, and a lot of yeah. people don't understand this. And this is where the whole depression or anxiety culture comes in with people. it's like they're not actually a way to be happy. Is actually to offer things to actually yeah. like use your gifts and use what you've done to actually better society or better yeah. people's lives so find something that you're good at making people better at mm-hmm. or what people enjoy and then actually spread it and that's how things get better Yeah, and you actually feel you've got a purpose yeah. so it's a lot harder to kill yourself if you've got a purpose uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's
1: a lot harder kill yourself when your client goes and wins in the 105s at the Fife Open that's where my client it's won the
0: 57s brain. as well yeah. <sighs> oh,
1: that's not too bad incidentally um I, had, I came who a loser. Uh, I had a client um who Yeah, he put up a lot posts about mental health stuff and I was speaking to him and I realised that um lifting was very much an escape a form of escapism for him as well. Yeah. Um I d I don't want to name names or give too much detail about him, but if, if I've picked this up and if I remember it right, I don't mean to represent uh, misrepresent it. But um what kind of kicked it off for him was he was at I think he was at school with a guy like cl- really close friends for yeah. years he'd moved to Australia It seemed like he was living the dream like he had this great life doing all that and he topped himself and a client he just didn't understand like what yeah. what happened he, they hadn't really spoken much in the recent time, years yeah. uh, but I find
0: a lot of people who go to Australia only possibly good parts of it yeah. unless they're a bit older like about our age or a little bit yeah. maybe in their 30s they'll have like a decent way but <laughs> a lot of the time the working that through there is dog shit yeah. and they actually have to work like farm jobs or like manual labour jobs because like if you go over with no qualifications and what the fuck are you going to do mm. so I know a lot of people have done that and there's one girl that I went to college with and fucking bless her she's an absolute star when she's done this like she'll post pictures there like doing the farming work mm. and not just uh, all the bullshit where they're like Going to these amazing parties and they're on like boats or the the amazing weather. Like she'll actually post some pictures about they're doing shitty farm work and that. Yeah. But it seems to enjoy it because again people are just happy if they're. Well, I think it'd be a lot easier, to be a lot happier if you're in like forty degree weather all the time, than here. Aye,
1: when you're a pasty white Scot and going yeah. forty degree weathers,
0: perfect. I wonder how uh, big Fraser's getting on. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Fraser Rennie. Yeah. He, he seems to be doing.
0: Pretty well. No, yeah. I was, he messaged saying like, he was chuffed at that. My gym's getting on pretty well, and I was like, "Cheers, chieftain." Aye, the green air fitness is—it's
1: looking so much different from the last time I saw it. It's oh, looking, so looking much,
0: much nicer. We're getting some more area put in the back as well, so we're going to be—we're taking away the office part. We've got a reception <laughs> area now. I thought you were going to get yeah, that. red Yeah, I was like, I don't think it was a good idea. It was going to be like a wee podcast yeah. to do and a wee, but then I'm like, oh, we'll just make it open plan. We can fit like another squat cage in there, and I'm like, that yeah. makes more sense a lot more sense and maybe a machine at some point but I don't know what machine <laughs> a microwave maybe I'm, oh we're going to get a microwave at some point we need a microwave like, there's no fucking microwave in the shower panel. shower would be nice but just you need a you fucking sh- who needs a fucking shower at the gym I remember when I was opening this gym and I said to people like I've got a 15 grand loan to spend people are like you got to get this you're going to get that and I'm like no how much do you think 15 grand is going to get me not very fucking much I managed to buy like, all the equipment with it but that was a bit absolute madness and you skipped out on getting a gym dog. Oh hopefully i getting dog. a gym dog in the next couple of months we'll talk that. Yeah boy. Maybe getting a wee staffy sent over from Tenerife. Oh, from Tenerife? Yes. It's cause Lucy's friend's uh dad like runs a dog shelter in Tenerife. Oh. So they go there uh for like a couple of weeks every year to like help them take care of it. When he like goes and takes like a couple of weeks off. Nice. So they just get reeking and take care of like thirty dogs. <laughs> because cannabis is legal in Tenerife and Spain nice. for recreational youths so just go and get smashed up on that not that they partake in any of the substance but you know but hopefully get a gym dog soon, excellent which would be nice <coughs> excuse me but yeah so yeah, a lot of times people will get into sport because of like uh, mental issue or like mm. something that's lacking in our life as well. It's a focus because well, I was similar and we came from similar backgrounds. To the point where i um, yeah. music college. And I played in a band and the band was my life. It really was. Like I loved everything. The EP was actually pretty good. Um, really, really talented musicians. Brilliant. Uh, they were just lazy. They yeah. were so lazy, and it was the atypical musicians are lazy. Uh, and we were good. Uh, the lead singer is actually Shirley Manson's uh, nephew. So like if you have like all the connections in the world, like she has so many connections to the world, like we coulda went, we coulda put the the EP to her. It was a fairly decent professional sounding band live. We coulda done something. We coulda worked towards something. Yeah. Coulda got a tour on some other things. Like some weird network connections, but then nah, just so lazy. Just didn't want to use it. I think he's like a fucking chef at a restaurant. Scott, the lead singer's cool and that, but it comes from like when you're in a team sort of setting and nobody else is pulling the weight. Yeah. then you go into a single focus sport and it's just such a relief yeah. to go into it but Absolutely. I think I might have learned a lesson a bit quicker than that because I was in a sport where like, the athletic age for me to be great was a bit past me I was a bit old yeah. to get into it so that's what I learned pretty early on that I'm probably not going to be the next top athlete or the next like top champion in anything I do I do think powerlifting does have a lower window skill ceiling wise, yeah, a lower skill absolutely. so to get into it, like there's more chance of me becoming a Scottish champion in powerlifting than there is me being a Scottish champion in tennis, Yeah. for instance, or even fighting in that as well, even though like I'm fairly apt at it for the time, so that's like, when I realised and that's when I thought maybe I should actually get into like the teaching or coaching side of things like pretty early on. Mm. and that's where I've kind of just developed into trying to do that for the last six years yes. so I I could be totally wrong but I think even
1: like Mark McQueen yeah he was only actually trained in powerlifting for maybe four years it was only a couple of years more than me Jesus and he'd, I th- he'd been going to the gym before then but he's yeah. only actually trained in powerlifting for a few years Daniel's retired
0: Doing BJJ
1: yeah so you don't necessarily need to spend your entire life to get good at it exactly there's a
0: lot of things that you just need to put in the time and effort if yeah. you want to be great maybe but again you've got great lifters but again there's, there's some there's actually chats in this like what sets some people aside and lifters and I think some people athletes in any generation you're going to have the one percenters the one percenters yeah. so like they brought up um Alice Francis Freeman and I can't remember the girl that actually won the British juniors but she came second, I'm pretty sure it's something to do. Yeah, Mariella or something. Uh, Mariella or something like that, yeah. but we're chatting like like they're normally putting up a hundred more kilos than the people that come third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. Right. Hundred kilos in powerlifting for a total difference is massive. And even more massive considering that it's the females as well. Yeah. Because normally it's a lot more contention. But then when you have girls like Alice and Mariela putting up over 110 kilos for bench press, deadlift uh, deadlifting over 175, 180, around squatting around that as well, absolute madness. But to me, I think these people are sort of 1% of or 1%ers or and maybe Mark McQueen fits in that. Luke Richardson as well, like one fucking world's yeah. strongest man competition, first one he entered yeah. and won it. Like, it's absolute madness. Yeah. Um, obviously supremely strong in powerlifting and has been followed as one of the best powerlifters in the world essentially mm-hmm. same as Mark McQueen but um, I think for these people like everything has almost went right in their life for them to be in the pinnacle of the sport uh, yeah and mm-hmm. the training and attitude as well you can't like you can't just be talented you need to have the hard work and it's really really rare that you'll find people that are talented or naturally have an adapt addu- like can naturally adapt to these training stimuluses and to who put in the hard work as well and put in the hours there's a lot of people that you see compete at that level that are never out the gym people even like steffi cohen and stuff as well like i don't necessarily like i think she's pretty cool I don't think she's one of the best lifters but mm. like numbers wise and if you're using the ipf points as well she is one of the best lifters in the world yeah. but again and we talk about steroid abuse and that in there as well but which is obviously apparent but again, there's all these circumstances that lead these people to the one percent or the one so percent the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods, Anderson Silva's, um, there's just something that sets them apart. And I think it's like a whole life story, but it comes right back from genetics. Yeah. For the way even they were raised as kids, like there must be something that everything has just fallen in place mm. and they have the right attitude and work ethic. Yeah. Um
1: interestingly, when you're saying th- everything sort of just fell into place or everything was yeah. sort of pushing towards that that can um, actually happen with roadblocks so um, just to kind of clarify um, I'm pretty sure that Mark first got into powerlifting because he was pushed to go into a gym uh, to recover from an injury so if, yeah. if I remember correctly um, he was playing football um, went to pivot so it meant went to turn quickly and just his ankle snapped Yeah. so uh, you don't necessarily need to come from a
0: 100% healthy body exactly yeah it's, it's you could find that you're just built for something. Yeah. Like uh out of randomness and um, like out of circumstances, but as I'm saying, things can just yeah. you know, sort of fall into your lap. Yeah. So just the reason I,
1: I bring that up is in case if anyone listening want would like to get into you know, gym based training or powerlifting or strength training, anything like that, but they think, Oh but I, I have a knee injury or something like that like you can work it you can work with it, absolutely. Especially if you've got a good coach or even a good personal trainer
0: yeah it's absolutely um, it's weird when people are like have to work through niggles or that and they don't want to again it comes through to just actually bearing through and actually dealing with things
1: well you need to put in maybe a bit of extra time sometimes you need to be more careful sometimes but really it's not any different you just you have to do something to achieve something you only get one uh, one go at this life so why not you know instead of fucking about Go and just
0: try and get on with it, just try and do it. Yeah, the more people try, the more you're going to get good lifters that come out of it. Yeah. Actually put up good numbers. I don't think I'd ever ever. I I'm just not passionate about it enough to actually go and compete. Yeah. Maybe the bench championships, because that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like bench press. I'm not too short about that one. Scott's alright, deadlifts can suck a ball. I fucking hate deadlifts, what shit. shit.
1: Oh, deadlifts once upon a time were good, but then I got a bit less depressed and then the, they didn't get so good and then I got depressed again and then it got good
0: <laughs> <laughs> such a emotionally driven <clears throat> lift Not can be yeah, it, yeah. Um, and oh wow well, also switching to sumo you know true that so I'll ask you if there's anything that annoys you in powerlifting at the minute what would it be particularly the Scottish powerlifting scene
1: uh,
0: um.
1: I don't pay too much attention to be honest uh, I try to just I've always tried to focus on myself and my lifters more recently
0: Good, yeah, that's right. okay. Um,
1: one of the things that really pissed me off that I was going to speak about earlier was that there is definitely some uh, corruption to an extent within some of the refs. I know which ref it was, and he is sound as. But um, I know of a guy that broke a record after missing weight, where he was about 800 grams over when he stepped on the scales. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly you're talking about. Yeah, just so about yeah. like 800 grams over yeah. when he stepped on the scales. Um, went to try and lose the rest stepped on right at the very very end before they had to start and um, was like okay get off get off the scales 83 on the dot <laughs> um, then he went on to break a record so I
0: like, don't break that a record still stands at the minute, does it it doesn't let's yep. be clear
1: That's the record doesn't stand
0: yeah but if you are listening to this this person knows who it is the lifter yeah you know you know who it is you should also have a word to your brother oh god I. <laughs> we'll not get into it we'll not get into it <laughs> nah we can't that's no. just that's nasty we can't get into it <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be funny let it's avoid naming and shaming oh god no but yeah have we look at that for sure <laughs> for sure um, yeah, the me. I remember uh, it's good seeing the journey from when you were coming back from seeing that massively hairy man with that woman that looked like your grand. It was actually your mum <laughs> 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 Chatter away. Uh, I was performing some heinous hand cleans that were really bad. Heinous yeah, that power what I was Going to so, get back to.
1: Yeah, it was um. So the first time that I ever actually saw Chris, I didn't. I don't think I'd ever actually spoken to him yet. But I would always be in, in Iraq. Obviously, I've been in Iraq squatting or benching or maybe I just when I
0: Squat, up but not Iraq.
1: Yeah. No, never Iraq. No, Iraq. never Iraq. Um, anyway. And Chris would be there, always 40 kilos, always 40 kilos, just doing yeah. hand cleans. And I was like, who's this little bitch, hand cleaning, 40 kilos. I'm so much lighter than I'm, so much smaller than them and I've power cleaned 80 or whatever. I think it was like,
0: 60 kilos that I was cleaning, not no, 40. It was 40. It was, the, it was definitely 10s. Nah, they didn't have training plates there. It was 20s, I'm pretty sure it was 20s oh it's hand you know, cleans I'm talking about maybe. I know but like yeah, yeah. I'd normally use training plates for it What do use for clubs maybe at the start often in the rack as well
1: was it in the rack? sometimes yeah
0: yeah that's back when because like, I literally only started going to the gym that year at college yeah because I used to do Muay Thai for that time and I'd never actually been in a gym gym environment until that year yeah so <laughs> that's around about the time that I started at Asda no actually the first year in Asda no I didn't even train at a gym by that point I only started yeah. training at a gym after my first year at Asda
1: uh, yeah, that was my first experience um of ever seeing Chris. And then I realised he was um a casual in the gym as well. Then a wee while later I got a job in Asda, realised he worked there, although I d I I wasn't
0: a, I wasn't a casual at Fife until a lot like until I actually left Asda.
1: Yeah, I've, but you already left?
0: Yep. I'd left left because uh, I I worked at Asda for that entire time and still just trained there and i like I'd done work experience there that's maybe what I'm thinking of for my college yeah then, it, was, it was probably the experience and then I came out and then I left because I hated the supervisor and then that's when I started my casual position But fight sports is <laughs> I was just going to suck my balls and then i go in there again <laughs> fuck every single one of you yeah I don't think they're big fans <laughs> of me no they're not big fans of me either but I know that that's great because I'm more on gyms <laughs> I've got a podcast and a, a platform that I can speak about things yeah who knows if this podcast will do well I don't know but they can go fuck themselves I don't care yeah I do not
1: care. It's quite funny because um, I managed to get a job in there. It took me bloody years to actually get a job in there. Finally got the job there and I got fired ten days in. <laughs> because um, It's a record. Because someone wasn't a fan of my social media. Yeah,
0: that's gay as fuck.
1: Yeah. And Aye. they didn't give me a chance to change anything to delete anything or anything like that. It was just uh, the damage is done we can't keep you. Like, oh.
0: No, what I found okay. with that one is if... Uh, that certain person that would have actually it was Robin Drummond I remember I spoke about that it's probably her that actually said to there she's the one that got the job instead of me and that's when I left uh, Fife because of that pretty much yeah Uh, uh, again they will um, they will hold clubs like that and never do well even though like the pay is really good for what it is but like if you hire somebody just over looks and technically not even personality but just like over proficiency and efficiency mm-hmm. and actual technical knowledge then you're actually like doing a massive distrust to the yeah. disservice to the industry and to be honest maybe she is a bit nice and she could probably get a bit more people in but yeah. like you're hiring people that can't even squat properly yeah. you know what I mean it's mad I, I see that everywhere and it's not just this one person she's probably got a lot better to be honest I don't mind naming but um, and really nice girl when, when I've interacted I've actually no ill, Ill-, Ill feelings towards her at all uh, I've got ill feelings towards five Trust. Trust, especially some of the people that work there mm. uh, and how much of a lack of knowledge they actually do have to be paid how much to get paid yeah Um. again see any of the instructors that worked there that i worked under i might name names at some point but like i learned nothing from them yeah. like literally nothing from them and uh, i remember when you're talking about your client as well who done a wee bit of casual work for them when he um, was yeah. explaining actually michael thompson's fine he's just not a very good lifter but um, <laughs> he's a nice guy but yeah um, like when he was telling him mike was like he, matt it was matt wrote a program for somebody yeah and uh he was like oh that's too technical and he was like it's not really it's just like literally legs uh vertical pull vertical push mm. and then like horizontal, just like split it how you normally would a program for like a basic over full body program or something." Yeah. He was oh no, just give them something like this, and I'd be like, why are you trying to bring down the value of something? Yeah. For this, and I'd be like, oh, dude, that's too much effort. I'm like, what? So when you're not striving for excellence, it's, it's strange. That place like strange. I think it's a bad mark yeah. for the industry. And here's something that everyone should recognise: if they're looking for a coach or personal
1: trainer, a gym, um, a, a gym instructor, someone to get advice from, the qualifications yeah that's all well and good if you've got a body masters in uh, sports and physiology and all this I that I know have
0: people have got masters excellent at
1: but if you don't have any practical understanding or if you don't have any um, previous experience um, with a sales pitch of you know be my client or how to actually deliver um, the product that you're trying to deliver so in this case it would be coaching or personal training or teaching someone how to lift then you're absolutely useless. Yep. That's <clears> 100%. And this is, that's this is um case that if the person that you go to can't show at least some kind of results from yourself maybe be uh, a bit sceptical. Just because they can lift 400 kilos does
0: not mean that they're a good coach. Um, yeah, I always say a good coach should be able to train somebody to be stronger than them. Yeah. Like it doesn't really necessarily matter. It's all about um, what they've actually put on for show and yeah. what they've actually achieved with people. Because like I see, so I've, I've asked a lot of people have asked me about getting into like PT and stuff and training, mm-hmm. and there might be. There's one guy at George, my one of my young clients, or is at the gym. He's like doing courses and stuff, and I've said to him, I'm like, you know that nobody's going to listen to you. Like it's it's cute to see them come up because like, they're at that stage with the Dunning-Kruger effect and that where um, like they're trying to create things mm-hmm. and the best one actually this will be great because he'll be embarrassed that I put this in the podcast. He's done this a couple of times and uh, it wasn't as bad as what I've done when I was younger because I thought I came up with 16th notes when I was like 13. I thought I invented 16th notes. <laughs> Like, genuinely, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> like, if anybody knows anything about music listening to this podcast, you know, that that's a fucking idiotic thing to come up with. But I thought I'd invented it, right? So, again, like, I, I have my fair share of this as well. So, George comes in one day, and this was about jiu-jitsu, he's like, oh, I came up with a new submission, and I went, hold up a minute, Chief. I was like, you know that Brazilian jiu-jitsu's been around for hundreds of years, right? He was like, yeah, and I'm like, right, so A, what you've come up with is either already been done, or B, it's shit, and nobody uses it. And he was like, oh, and I'm like, don't be sad. It's good that you're trying, but actually learn first before you start trying to create. and then, Or actually use modalities and use things that are actually in practice to get better at things. Yeah. And then another one, he came in, he's put it on Snapchat, yeah, and I hadn't seen it, and he said, oh, I just came up with the best le- live training program ever. I'm like, all right, son. Like, uh, And I went, he came in, I was like, what's well, happening, Leonardo? Like, what's your masterpiece? Come on, tell me. <laughs> he's like, I've got this app. And I'm like, right. And he was like, so it's like a timer. And I'm like, cool. So, what I'm going to do, what it does is like when I'm in the squat, it counts me down from five to zero. So, I go down from five to zero at a time. I'm like, mm hmm. Then I pause it at the bottom for that time. I'm like, mm hmm. And I stand up and I was like, oh, so a tempo and a pause squat. And he was like, what? And I was like, so just a tempo, so like a five five zero pause squat. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And I was like, so not only have you not come up with something but you've like just come over something that has different modalities and different ways to train a tempo squat and for different reasons to train in different patterns and that actually has several different modalities to work on separate things Jeez. he's like oh and I was like not all I was like I've programmed this for everybody in here <laughs> not like a five five zero. that's a bit a retarded Aye. ratio there like, like tempo or. and a pause anyway yeah. I, I, I was tempo and a pause but I mean like you can have a tempo and a pause like a 5-1-3 or, or something would make a bit more sense So. 313 or anything like that oh jeez right, it'd be tough tempo concentric got a temple concentric well eccentric as well and then tempo concentric on the way out it's a bit yeah. it's a bit of a painful one but again try well you're always trying to try to come all the way up but if somebody's got um, I've found if nah. somebody's got a problem with leaning if they have to come up well, a bit it, it's easier but it's, a, it's a nice tool to get them to remind themselves ah, good practice for bracing as well oh absolutely yeah. it's a big one but yeah so I always say to him I'm just like right so instead of trying to create stuff like just actually read or like get on with it, but I see like um, the way that like the budget gym stuff does as well work. Like budget gyms hold like eighty percent of the industry, uh, come with and what they do is like I run the same model at my gym, so I just get yeah. trainers to pay me money and run their own company, because I don't have enough money to hire people and it makes it easier. Yeah. So, when all these people, these young personal trainers, come up and they're pretty much doing free labor, um yeah I'm I, no offence I'm not going to listen to a trainer that's had a couple years experience doing like nothing unless maybe the only time I'd listen to somebody that was maybe 10 years my uh, uh, younger 10 years my junior I would listen to them maybe if they'd if I wanted to get the football training and yeah. they'd played football at a great level since they were four years old yeah, and they were like they could have been professional they were on a team but then they got injured I'd be like that person's going to know an insurmountable bit more, but football skill and technicality than I will ever, ever be able to achieve with any of training for the rest of my life Yeah, that makes sense but when Joe Bloggs is like 18 years old telling fucking Terry, the 40 year old labourer that needs to have more activity and eat less, it's no way to fucking work is it? Mm. I wouldn't have listened to them either
1: this is the thing that if you're looking for a trainer or anything, ask them what their qualifications are, ask them what their experience is because they could have gone the same route for being educated that I went, which was fast track, um, and this is probably going to make me sound a bit shit, but when I got my level two as a gym instructor, it was a couple of weekends where I was taught, that was it. Yeah. And I knew everything, well, I didn't know the, the specific details of a lot of it, but you know, I was way beyond everyone else. There's people that hadn't even picked up a barbell before.
0: Yeah, you've got
1: a lot the level twos. And then it was very similar for the level three, becoming a personal trainer, where people didn't know how to deadlift you know like, this is one of the most deadlifting's picking up mm, shit off the yeah, floor it's I as simple saw. as that
0: like the biggest the biggest <laughs> like discrepancies I've seen that people get their level 3 is just teaching a basic barbell squat yeah and like I've seen like a coach I think it was Mark Keys, I always talk about his because I actually really like the Instagram but like he's got a lot of experience yeah well. one of the best and like that's why um, for what he says normal I'll be like yeah that makes sense but he was like I literally won't listen to some you won't listen to a coach or take anything they do seriously and unless like they can teach a squat efficiently yeah. and effectively. And like I've seen and I remember when I done my level three, I couldn't teach a squat anywhere near as good as I could teach a squat now. Yeah. And that's and you can always get better. But looking back on how we got taught a squat I was like, Jesus fucking Christ Like mm. not just like I knew I could teach it better than what I was taught, I'd say, but literally like you the level that you require to be able to teach someone to safely load a barbell belly your back is mad like people are getting let out and i've seen a lot of level three personal trainers in my time come through and they've i've had to teach them how to spot yeah properly and I have to give them cues that like lecturers in college never give cues like simple stuff just like push your knees out yeah not on the way up obviously but like just on the way down to get like the actual markers and like people still believe that if your knees go too over your toes it's going to be but I'm like, Jesus! All this witchcraft shit, man. Like it's it's still old. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about people coming up through fast track and whatnot. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. So, for example, doing myself, um, one of my past clients, Matt. He's studying. Um. At the HNC and HND, yeah. yeah. It's the Same thing I done. Same course Chris did, and he was more or less telling me that what I was telling him was more valid information than what his lecturers were telling him. So just because you've been academically
0: trained in something doesn't mean that you're any good or actually know what you're talking yeah. about. I'll say there's a big difference between that and third year at uni. Yeah. So when I went and I got some strength conditioning class, uh, <coughs> I got taught by Debbie Sargent, I'm pretty sure is the name. Brilliant uh, S&C coach, good masters in it as well. So you learn a bit more there and you're like, Jesus Christ. like It was a lot more in depth. Mm. Uh, but some of the stuff on the level three stuff was just like ridiculously. Like, a client like well, george a friend and member of the gym or a client as well he's doing his level two and some of the stuff he's even at least he oh, can say yeah. is like jesus christ that like, this doesn't work in a gym setting, and i'm like it doesn't yeah um that definitely needs an overhaul so
1: yeah I, I mean i was at the point
0: where i was always trying to teach instructors yeah when i got my level two like, yeah she was so bad yeah a lot yeah. of them are really bad guys like speak about oh name names are, but like i'd say aaron like i'd say he's better than most personal trainers that i've seen come through just from him sitting chatting to me uh he's quite close with steve wiley as well yeah. he's going to be in the podcast close to yourself uh, he talks to martin boa quite a lot as well another good strength coach um he talks to other pts and he's like he's like a training quality surveyor but he could program better for somebody coming to powerlifting or coming into just weight loss better than somebody coming through a level c qualification yeah. that's never trained before because he's actually been in the gym for the last two years yeah, and he's not been out of a gym so he's actually two years on job experience compared to somebody that hasn't and he's competed at like, multiple events mm-hmm. and he's meddled a couple of times uh, hopefully he medals at a national meet next year that would be nice maybe bring home a good nice shiny gold medal at one point we, he's progressing but he's getting there he's getting much much better yeah. Still, a couple of things we need to work on but always is uh, there always is yeah we need needs to work on that retard back squat I mean you can't look at Louis Aljon
1: if that's how you say his full name well, he's and doing, yeah. uh, just expect that he's already perfected it oh well that's it let's just stop <laughs> like we're done he's, there's, he's there's the always something, something
0: the guy's insane yeah we're gonna be he's in the first we'll be sitting in the first one. I think we're aiming for the the junior bench record maybe next or the year after nice we're definitely in range for it I think it's like 167 or something it's in the sixties. It's in the sixties, right? But easy enough there. You got one forty five other day, you could get that for a comp pause and I'm pretty sure. If we get one fifty, we go take down the white whale Simon Chan. I'll be fine with that. I can't believe people people actually avoid him. I mentioned this to them people actually avoid him. It's weird. Avoid the weight classes because of one person. Well, retarded. Yeah, yeah, he's a very strong lifter, but he's, very strong he's, lifter. he's not it's not, you know He's not uncatchable. No, not catchable. There is one British junior <laughs> that's got like a seven hundred plus total, and I'm like, yeah, he's uncatchable. <laughs> <laughs> For the minute, he's definitely uncatchable. And it's when you look at the fifty twos of the British women as well. You've got like Jay Nanami, and she's uncatchable. Yeah, she's got yeah, like yeah. I think she's got four hundred plus total, at fifty two kilos, which is mental. She could deadlift like two hundred kilos as well. Yeah, I wouldn't would would be surprised if you said it was about three hundred at this point. Oh, she's an absolute tank. But like obviously getting signed at 52s and I was like telling her about her competitive issues and I'm like you get to British but you're probably never going to win until you get to Masters in three years time yeah but there's a lot of people she'll get she'll get good numbers when she's M1 a few years though, <laughs> Sani <less, aren't you? laughs> a few years though. yeah if she keeps getting
1: in good with some people <laughs> hopefully
0: he's not listening to this but it'll be quite funny the big baked bean himself <laughs> <laughs> oh, sign my passport off so I could go to South Africa oh yeah, is it? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can't talk about his job we can't talk about his job that makes it oh, too yeah. obvious yeah co- but, uh, uh, co-signed or whatever it was uh, I could be it. a postman though so it's fine or work in a bank
1: oh his name certainly isn't Pat
0: <laughs> could be I said, I know I am I. Uh, yeah, some people well so, Sanya always gets fucking a lot of attention anyway when it comes to that <laughs> from Old white men. did <laughs> pretty much, actually. I was going to add an extra keyword in there. <laughs> Old wee white men. Yeah, it's quite wee, eh? Yeah, It is, aye. But well, that's because a lot of people understand where we're coming from. But before we tie things up, is there anything else that you'd like to say to your adoring public? Anything you'd like to plug? Um.
1: Ah,
0: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe your coaching business?
1: Yeah, but i just like to help people. But if you want to give me money to help you, then you can do that too. Um, if you have a particular interest in weight loss or being healthier through weight for weight management diet, um even if you just want some suggestions and ideas about how to improve your quality of life through that all that sort of bollocks. Um I take a upfront I take a plant based approach. It's not vegan, it's not necessarily vegetarian, so if that's not for you, you know, I'm probably not gonna have a lot for you. But um, any of that if you need to weight cut through water manipulation or anything like that for a
0: competition I think there's few people that do it better than I do um, hey, I, I, I attest to that as well I'm going to get all my lifters that are competing if they need a water cut i have going to yeah. have six lifters competing in January <clears throat> so I will use, be using Morris' as a yeah. expertise in weight cutting for that one especially yeah. for Sanyo. So Sanyo would be on weight don't worry yeah, don't I have worry. to tell I have to remind her that she'll be on weight Um, take a lot of
1: information from um, Mike Dolce and stuff like that so you know if you don't want to listen to me you can go and listen to him and um, if you're interested in powerlifting, strength coaching even general, health, fitness or PT and um, get in touch
0: what do you call yourself? uh, uh,
1: yeah uh, probably strength
0: coaching it can be found on Facebook and Instagram
1: Yeah, (laughs) I put at the end all my Instagram posts you'll find them there not that you know where to get that, because I didn't tell you where to get that. You just go on at Prodigy Strength yeah. Coaching. Prodigy Strength Coaching. Um, forward slash Prodigy Strength Coaching. At Prodigy Strength Coaching. Um, or you can find me on Facebook if you really want, Michael Morris. Pretty shit sales pitch, isn't
0: it? Right, well, I wouldn't even sell Like, where, where'd you get it? Like, come on. Like, where oh, are they going to give you money? We've said that a few times. Uh, yeah. all right, all right. But anyway, peace out. That's that.
2: Yeah. Paul, did you know that you could roll a near 60-inch OLED television into a radiator? Well, Stephen, did you know that Hyundai actually made a games console? Really? That's actually quite cool. I'll do you one better. Did you know that Yoda in the original Star Wars series was actually meant to be played by a monkey? What? Um, I'm genuinely with a mask and holding a cane. Nah. Not even joking. Where did you find this stuff? On Mind the Gap. Mind the Gap? You never heard of it? No. What's Mind the Gap? It's the podcast that you host with me. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what we were doing with these headphones and microphones and stuff. It's like imagery for the ears. And and tell me, Stephen, where can I find this podcast? Well, Paul, you can find Mind the Gap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you know what? I might just go listen to it right now. And you too could listen to it right now with me, Stephen. And me, Paul, on Mind the Gap Podcast. From the After 12 Podcast Network.